today we're reading Colson, Conscience, and we're reading Chapter 3. Reading one to seventeen. I just in my Bible this morning, um, this didn't make me this long. It's because this is large print. Hopefully we'll be able to 
uh, he's a spirit to our hearts and we will really admit it to the main issue of life. And then I'll keep you tuned what's happening after that. Probably Leviticus. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's pray. Father, God, thank you for this word. Thank you for your grace upon us as we do come to the human body of your word. And that you have something to say to us. And Father, God, I pray this morning we will hear these words will be challenged that you have a purpose for our life. It's bigger than just being saved. And so, Father, God, bless us now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Who's here to put a gopher? Yeah, so a few of you are. It's a little weird, you know. Yeah, he's a musician. He's not mine, probably a cup of tea. He's an earlier generation. He's eating his cup of tea. And, uh, uh, but he knows about his music. Uh, and he's a real worship and his music and his parents. He said, I continue to be amazed at the extraordinary ways that communicates the power of the gospel. Not only to our music, but to our lives. The simple messages I first started writing about as a wild-eyed young musician hold truer to me today than ever before. And it truly is about much more than the music. Uh, as I said, they're not really my cup of tea, but the lyrics should resonate with most of us. And this is one of the lyrics uh, from a song called I'm Free. It goes, so long I have searched for life's meaning, enslaved by the world and my greed. Then the door of the prison was opened by love, for the ransom was paid, I was free. I'm free from the fear of tomorrow, I'm free from the guilt of the past. For I've traded my shackles for a glorious song, I'm free, praise the Lord, free at last. I'm free from the guilt that I carry, from the dull, empty life that I'm set free. For when I met Jesus, he made me complete. He forgot how foolish I used to be. So in that respect, we should all relate to those lyrics. And maybe some of you know that song, and it's an important song for you, and it's spoken to you in many ways. And as we come to Colossians chapter 3, so we haven't looked at the first uh, part of uh, Colossians, but when we get to chapter 3, really, What's happening is Paul is saying by this time, yes, Bill Gaither, I agree, amen. You are free, you have been set free. Uh, do not let yourselves uh, be burned again, etc. Salvation is about freedom. That's what he's talking about so far. So we have been set free from guilt, from, uh, from fear, from a dying life, from the foolishness of ourselves, from the judgment. Uh, from the disqualification and regulation of others who condemn us. And earlier we heard a song that uh, Ian introduced to us that really did resonate the freedom from condemnation. But I want to challenge us this morning because Colossians 3, I think Paul, after hearing that song, maybe even the song we heard this morning, the new song, will probably wonder where the next verse is. So for me, this morning, I'm aware that there should be another verse to these songs. The songs talk about what we've been set free from, but never talk about what we've been set free for. We focus so much on being set free, which is really important to understand uh, the freedom in Christ. But our danger is that we may not understand that Christ has set us free from, for something. 
So we have a scene of land and live our lives with the land of strange and free to do what I want any other time. But you see, the gospel doesn't end there. That's one side of the coin of the gospel. We aren't just set free from our sin and free from our condemnation, but we've been set free for a purpose. And the passage today is really all about what that purpose is. What have we been set free for? So I'm going to turn to Colossians uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. If you want to, well, we can put it up. I'm going to read the first four verses. So there's three things here that Paul tells us we've been set free for. And the first one is to live a life with Christ. Uh, verses 1 to 4 say, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So in the previous chapter, Paul has explained that a life that is still living in the old ways, of our human commands and rules and all the things we're trying to live in an earthly way, do not taste, do not touch, do not handle, do not wear your thumbs to church. I was hoping you wear your thumbs to church today. Really, I think you might have. Yeah, so do not wear your thumbs to church. All these rules we have, and how we love to live in those rules, do you see that we die to those? We've been set free from all those things we can't live up to because Christ is our life. And Paul is contrasting that uh, with the life of someone who knows they have been raised with Christ in his resurrection. See, our new life brings a new perspective because we have a new reality. We no longer belong here. We belong there, with Christ, in heaven. That's not only our future, but it's our reality of our new life we have in the present. This isn't just a waiting game. We haven't just been set free, we are okay. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. Where are you? No, we have purpose now. And that's why Paul says we are now hidden with Christ in that text. Our life is now absorbed into who Jesus is. Our identity is completely down up into who he is. Our concerns, our focus should be completely his concerns and his focus. And what that should be like is we are all friends now look to us, who knew us before Christ and after Christ, and I know some of you may have grown up in, in, in Christian circles, but for me, for example, when my old friends look at me, they should say, where did dogs go? <laughs> where is the fellow of you? Where did he go? I was asking this. 
we call him from this sexual immorality, lust, evil desires, greed. So this is the earthly nature seeking satisfaction from an earth that is driven by these things. So when we replace God with these desires, what's called idolatry. Paul says we need to put our old selves to death. That's the second thing. J.C. Wright, back in 1879, wrote his book Holiness. It's a tough read. It's 1879. But it's a great book. And he recognised that Christians understood clearly what they are been free from, but not what we are been free for. With great purpose, holiness. And then the book he says this, the union with Christ, which produces no effect on heart and life, is a new form of union, which is worthless before God. The faith which has not a sanctifying influence on the character is no better than the faith of devils. This is what Father James talks about. Faith without works is dead. Works is an expression of faith. Your faith isn't a feeling. It is something that has an effect on your entire life. True faith will have accompanying changes in your life. And that is holiness. So many people ask, I'm just trying to work out what God's purpose is for my life. They think it's about where he wants them in their career, or where they're to live, or where they own a house, don't own a house, have a family, get married, all those things. But ultimately, the overarching purpose here is holiness. And it doesn't matter if you're married, you don't want to have kids, don't have kids, where you live, or what your culture is, what the colour of your skin is, or any of that, does not matter. Because that is the purpose everyone in Christ ultimately has to be leading to the image of Christ. This is what Paul's saying. So therefore, put to death the earthly nature. Because you are now living in the spirit, the spiritual nature, which is of God. Verse 8, Paul says, Rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Stop lying to each other. Stop taking advantage of others to get what you want. So we put off, we put to death the things of the old uh, ways in which we used to live. So we have been set free, fear our life in Christ. To put to death the old life, but finally he says there's more than that. And the third thing we've been set free for is not just to put dead to death the old self, but to clothe ourselves with the character of God. And as I said to Elizabeth, I'm sure you before, I had a new operation. Uh, I had a whole bunch of cartilage had been eaten away by a bone disease that I had. So my right knee effectively had no cartilage left. Uh, so what they did is they sent the little bit of the arthroscopy, took some cartilage out that they found, sent it over to WA in some way that was on the new procedure, and they grew cart cartilage for the mouth for a number of months. 
para evacuar, para manter o cliente que está aqui no Almeida, a nossa cálculo a terceira e 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 a terceira
If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive us the Lord who gave you. See, this is an active exercise program of holiness. We need to get on board with this, and it takes work. We don't just suddenly wake up in Christ and go, I love the Lord. We have to go on need to start putting off the old and clothing ourselves with these new God-like characteristics. These are amazing things. I'm going to give you an example from a junior. When I started lifting weights all those years ago, I did barely my license to use the barbell. You have to start small. When I go cuts in on the road, okay, I put off the low wage and I put on the forgiveness. How do I respond to this guy now? When someone comes flying up to the inside and, you know, they should have put him behind you and tried to die in there, do you do? You're welcome to your money. Or do you speed up and say, you're not going to get away with it? That's the old self. The new self. Actually, it's not a fair idea to get into yourself. Yes, we all do it. So these are, these are small things, but they actually matter because when you exercise small things in everyday life, your workmates, your family, all these things, then when that big thing comes, when someone does hurt you, when there is pain, and hopefully, like what I used to do, I used to be a goalkeeper in soccer, and I used to do lots of diving and training. And you hardly touch the ball in the game because I played for a bit. And then one day you call your grandfather and I pulled off some amazing saves. It's not because I just rolled up and went, oh, I'm amazing. It's because of all those little things. And I was wondering if it made a difference until that big thing came and I just looked that ball away and went, oh, it was worth it. Holiness is no different. We need to put off the old and clothe ourselves with the new. It's good to ground it in understanding the freedom that you have. But never forget what you've been set free for. And that is to be renewed to the image of Christ. Into holiness. So I encourage you to exercise that daily. And as you do that, Paul ends by saying, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful that the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen. Father God, thank you for the fact we have great purpose in our life. And that all of us have that one purpose that you have given to us. To be set free from the condemnation of sin. 
freedom, the freedom to clothe and to be renewed into righteousness. Father, may help us to exercise these things daily. Help us to put to death our old natures, our old natures, and to clothe ourselves with the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.